and welcome back to the Jake Podcast. This is the 12th installment, the 12th pod of Jakemas, as you will. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of really fun guests on, a lot of family members, close friends, some new friends. Uh, but for this last one, we bring on one of my oldest, uh, longest family members, uh, a good cousin of mine who I just spent Christmas with, uh, another unfortunate Browns fan like myself, Mr. Patrick McGuire. Pat, what's up? Good morning, Jake. Morning, morning. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, I know it was uh, a bit delayed. I know this was supposed to be, you know, around Christmas, but, you know, when you're in the holidays, things get busy. And, uh, it's you know, busy. Yeah, it's busy. So uh, how was Christmas for you guys? I know this this wasn't the first with the kids, but, you know, they're getting a little bit older, maybe appreciate the gifts a little bit more. How how'd everything go? It was great. It was busy. It was really busy. And yeah. we were both ready to drop by the end of Monday night. Um, but the kids were, I mean, Owen's 18 months, so mm-hmm. he'll play with a box. He doesn't really know what's going on. But um, Maeve loved it. This was the first year that she really got the whole Santa thing and mm-hmm. understood everything. And she, she loved it. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's really fun, you know, because like last, I feel like the last time I saw her, uh, it was like really brief, and uh, this time got to see her a lot more, and uh, and she's like, I mean, she's talking a whole lot now. Yeah, she's really like developing an actual personality. It's weird. She's mm-hmm. like a real person. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's we think back to her being, you know, a baby six months old, and that you know that seems like. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny how things like flying like this. Uh, so, so, all right, you've had now, this is what your third Christmas as a parent or just second. And it's like third, third, it is third. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, now that like Maeve is appreciating, what was like, uh, what was like the big toy this year? I'm a little out of touch. So, uh, what's uh, the big like Christmas toy for kids? Yeah. I don't know if I know what the like big one is for kids in general i know for us it's this well for me if i should say the big thing she was asking for not even big they're very small they're called blind bags i don't know if you've ever heard of those no not at all it's an evil evil tool of some marketing person or something it's a way to package toys to make kids think they're getting a surprise you pay two, three bucks for this little bag that is either, you know, she loves the movie Trolls, so we Mm -hmm. usually get those ones. And she opens it, and it's like, oh, it's one of the Trolls people. Like, it's a surprise, ha-ha. But, you know, it's it's just, it's great that she loves them, but I can see through the joy that she gets and see the evil of the product. (laughs) And it's just a way to get us to to spend more money on, I'm talking like tiny, like an inch high toy of a troll. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, (laughs) And she's and but luckily she's doesn't understand collecting quite yet. So mm-hmm. and we have kind of tricked her into thinking like when she gets uh, you know Princess Poppy is her favorite character. So she gets Princess Poppy for a third or fourth time. It's yay we got another Princess Poppy. How awesome! <laughs> Rather than being disappointed with getting the same one over and over. Wow, so does that make you feel evil? Like that's no, no. I don't. Uh, I'm you know I I don't have much. Uh, illusion and thinking you need to trick kids and into <laughs> behaving the way you want them to, <laughs> at least until they're old enough to 
think for themselves and then I don't know, they set your bed on fire at night or something. But, <laughs> um, the other uh, big gift that she uh, loved, she loves the movie Moana. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with yeah. Moana. Enough, it's, yeah, I'm familiar enough. So she, uh, we got her Moana's necklace, which has the glowing green heart of the mother island to Fiji in it. And uh, it's been a struggle to get her to take that off. Oh, that wow. Nice that that was such a big hit at like, you know, yeah, you want, uh, I mean, you know, bang for your buck, basically, on that one. Uh, yeah. That's It's not bad to have that, because you spend so much on the other gifts, you're like, well, she might not love this, but when the $10 one hits, you know, that's just yeah, gold. Yeah, been nice. Yeah, yeah. So, it was, I mean, pretty great season. Uh, is there anything you got that you're, you were pretty pumped about? Did Santa treat you fairly? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, being the old dad guy that I am, um... Actually, legitimately excited about socks and underwear. I'm actually, I, I, I like, I'm laughing, but only because like I've reached that point too, where like when I was like, you know, my my parents were like, "What would you want for Christmas right now?" I'm like, to be honest, like I, I would want like really comfortable underwear and like new socks, so I can get rid of all my old socks and just like go yeah. on from there. And that's exactly what I got. And I was like. This makes things so easy, and I really just like that's kind of all I wanted. Yeah, that was. I mean, I threw it. I mean, I always get a couple sweaters here and there, which are great. But mm-hmm. the thing I was in, I mean, I, my, I, you, I'm, sh- I'm sure you wear dress socks every day. Yeah. At work, so they, they wear out over a year or two. So I was, I, you know, I needed some new work socks. I needed some new running socks, and I love, I love a good pair of wicking socks. Um, and so I got a bunch of each of those, and I'm pretty excited about them. I got a pair on right now. <laughs> Very nice. Wow, yeah. good for you. I mean, <laughs> Christmas is just, like, coming up pat this year, huh? Everything's coming up pat. Oh. Uh, undergarments. Yeah, everything. So um, so I know it's, uh, since it's after Christmas, and it's, like, not, like, you know, great to be asking all the Christmas questions, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through the gauntlet anyway. Um, right. what's your, uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? I, 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 I previewed with, uh, for this episode, Christmas and Hollis thinking maybe, yeah. uh, you know, it, it didn't, doesn't get enough love, but, uh, what's your favorite Christmas oh, song? I mean, a lot of people my age love that song. That, that was on the 1987, I believe, album, uh, Very Special Christmas, which my dad played that every, he had the vinyl and played that every Christmas mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, still plays that album. And you were time, what, like, like seven, eight years old at that time? Seven when that, yeah, you know, yeah. when that came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, that Christmas in Hall was like the one track he would skip. He's not a rap fan, but so I listened to that later on. I was like, oh, that song's pretty awesome. Um, actually, off of that same album, my favorite song is probably "Christmas Baby, Please Come Home." Um, oh, that's a good YouTube one. Version yeah, yeah, the Bono. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original by Darlene Love is also fantastic. I uh, I love that that song. So that's probably that's probably number one. Yeah. Okay. Those are good choices. Um. I, uh, so after all the voting has come in, there's been a lot of, like, Mariah Carey love, which is expected. I mean, it's, like, you know, basically, like, a performance on a Christmas song. But, uh, but Eileen Bruce's, uh, you know, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And, uh, and I have a lot, I, I like, I mean, I'm a big fan of Elton John's Step Into Christmas. I, I, I think that one's, a, like, a, a Doesn't really... get a lot of play these days, or at least a lot of, like, notoriety. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a 
solid addition to any Christmas playlist. Yeah, it is. It's like, you know, I, I have one that was like 15 songs deep, and that was my, like, cleanup hitter. I I, yeah. I brought it. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate the, the Darlene Love slash Bono's Baby Please Come Home. That's a good yeah, one. It, one. Did anybody vote for the Stevie Wonder? Uh, no, and that's a great one. Oh, it's man. Fantastic yeah, I, no one picked Stevie Wonder. I was real bummed. I probably should have went a little... I guess older with my uh, my my guests then wow. yeah. yeah sorry didn't mean that but you weren't the oldest guest so don't even worry about it but uh... well, that's good to know. <laughs> um, okay, so what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, Christmas Vacation would be such an obvious answer, but it, obvious doesn't make it wrong. No, obvious doesn't make um, it wrong. Not no one picked that. It's it, right. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I could name probably five or six others. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life has always had a special <clears throat> place with me. Um, living in Cleveland and being able to go to the, the Christmas Story house, that's always been a big one. Yeah. But Christmas Vacation, Colleen and I, like from when we first started dating, that was always one we would quote and watch together. So mm-hmm. I've always liked that movie, but in the last eight years, I, I, it's you know taken on, I don't want to say taken on a new meaning because that sounds ridiculous but um it's one that we always watch together that's nice yeah we um you know we you know christmas story plays you know like that whole like christmas eve into christmas morning so like we always play that while we're like exchanging presents christmas morning before we hit the road so i always like christmas story but if i'm really going like my favorite like the one i like to watch the most it's either home alone 2 which got a lot of love this season. I'm a big really? home. Alone, yeah, Home Alone two lost in New York. Why is that a problem? No, I just I would have picked Home Alone one. No, I'm I no I I am definitely a Home Alone two lost in New York kind of guy. Okay. Over I haven't seen that in I don't know probably twenty years. Wow, I I mean I think I watch it every Christmas season at least once. So hmm. yeah, I mean nice. Elf is another one that gets like a lot of love. Uh, you know yeah. who doesn't love Will Ferrell and. It's right. it's another one that's like a must watch, but uh, right. but it's it's a toss up for me between a Christmas story and Home Alone two, uh, okay. and this is strictly because no one really knows how to classify Die Hard. Um, your dad and I have gone back and forth on this. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Die Hard being a Christmas movie versus I mean, not. We could tune into any sports talk radio program across the country to get a lively debate on the subject. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I. Um, I go back and forth. Like I, I, I understand. My dad always says it was released in the summer. It's not a Christmas movie, and that, that's you know that's valid. It's a really solid um, argument. Um, it it takes place at Christmas, so obviously that factors into it. Um, but it's not about Christmas. But I did see a point the other day. Somebody said he's out in Los Angeles to see his wife because of Christmas. So it only, the, the whole incident only yeah. happens. He's only out there because it's Christmas. Yeah, it's a Christmas party. You know, he's at a yeah, Christmas I, party. I think that swayed me. I think it's, just because it's an action movie doesn't mean it can't be a Christmas movie. So I think I'm, I've never actually had a, a strong opinion on it, but I think I'm going to say it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, and, and to that point, I will say like, it doesn't need to be about Christmas because the song A Monster Mash, right? It's the, you know, quintessential Halloween song. They don't mention Halloween once in the song. It could no. just be a party for monsters, like if we're it's thinking about, about it. A, a dance. Yeah, it's about a dance for, mon- you know, a mash. So if we're, you know, going to get technical, like, you know, we can 
pick apart anything. So I think, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just thought it'd be fun to kind of debate that this season. Uh, a lot of people have leaned towards, if you want it to be a Christmas movie, it's a Christmas movie. So, that's, right. I, you know, you can enjoy it whether you think it's a Christmas movie or not. I yeah. mean, it's still mm-hmm. one of the great uh, 80s quotable, you know, one-liner action movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, I wa- we watched it literally on like at like midnight it was playing in my house and just my sister and I were up on Christmas Eve at midnight and uh, had to rush you know back to bed before Santa came but uh, other than watching a little bit of Hans Gruber which you know like I think that's like my favorite part of the movie is Alan Rickman you know so I mean Alan Rickman yeah it's mm-hmm. he's one of the great movie villains and you know. He's not in the movie very long, but Ellis is one of the great sleazebags ever. <laughs> oh, man. In, in a movie. Hans, Booby. I was trying to explain, like, my sister was like, why did he say that? I was like, I don't have an answer. Like, there's real... Because he's coked out of his mind, and he thinks he can talk his way out of anything. He thinks he's like the ultimate L.A. dealmaker. Yeah. <laughs> I can get him not. for you. Like, like the whole, the, his whole presence in the movie is... Really unnecessary, but at the same time, like, extremely perfect. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. The, it's like, sweaty 80s Coke beard, and, like, yeah. Coke beard, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, alright, you guys have done your own Christmas for a couple years now, but, like, is there a tradition that, you know, like, a Christmas tradition, whether it's, like, putting up the tree, or, like, stockings, or... Or any, whether it's decorations or cookies or whatever around Christmas time that you loved, like growing up, that you maybe carried over, that you still do, or is there's a new tradition you really like? Like Marissa was pointing out that like uh, Tony gets like her a, a new ornament every year, and it's like a like a gift inside an ornament type thing. And you know, Derek and I both said like our favorite Christmas tradition is driving out to Ohio. Uh, we don't, like, right. recommend people just, like, jump on the road for seven hours, but, uh, right. you know, it's more of, like, the reason behind it. So, is there, like, a Christmas tradition that kind of, like, uh, you know, sparks the season for you? We haven't started anything really new yet, with the kids being so young. A lot of it is we're carrying on traditions that we grew up with, like, leaving cookies out for Santa. And that was cool this year. It was the first time that, like, Maeve could recognize, oh, those were there last night and they're eating like Santa was here and he ate the cookies. Perfect. Yeah. That was cool. That's something we'll keep doing. We do stockings. Um, I also do an ornament every year. My dad, my parents always did that and uh, Colleen's as well. So I've been doing that since, um, I think since the first year I did that was the year we got married, 2012. So we've gotten a bulb every year. Uh, A couple years ago I got one of the 2014 new house. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, well, there have been ones, and then 2015, babies, first Christmas, you know, the, those types of things to mark the special occasions. Um, the one thing that's a little new that I like, I mean, my, my parents last year um, got, uh, for the kids, two, um, like, large canvas bags that say, you know, from the North Pole, and it has their name on it, and it's decorated nicely, and it's basically like a sack of toys from Santa addressed to them. And so we, we are going to do their toys from Santa in there. Luckily they're not too huge. So mm-hmm. Santa can't put a lot in there. Cause right. we don't want to spoil them. Um, but that's kind of a cool thing that like they can see. It doesn't just have a tag on it that says Santa. It's in a bag from Santa addressed to them. So that, that is 
our new tradition. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's that's really cool. That's because uh, like I, I, you know I I'm talking to a few of my friends who have recently like bought ha- like uh, Tom Scott. I was hanging out with him last night, and you know, they got a uh, you know they live in a house together now. And this was his first Christmas with him and his wife where they weren't like you know waking up at home and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's got to be like interesting to kind of convert like old traditions and her traditions and stuff like that. So it's really interesting to see what people carry over and stuff yeah, like it's that. It's an adjustment though. It really yeah. is because you spend your whole life with just your traditions and then all of a sudden your wife or husband or partner or whatever has theirs from their family and, and figuring out how to combine the two or give equal time to the two and yeah like until i was probably like when we would when we lived in cleveland we would come in town for christmas we would stay at my parents so until i was like i don't know 33 34 i woke up at my parents house on christmas right so, yeah yeah um it's it's uh, it's an adjustment. I mean, it's great, but it, it it's different. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting for people to like, you know what they carry over. So I think it's yeah. a, so it's pretty cool. And um, you know, I I, I mean, I go and I, I live only a town away, so it's easy for me to just go home and and we you know hit the road every morning. So that's right. like kind of our part of our thing is like, well, we're still doing that, but sooner or later, it's like you know it'd be interesting. How do like you divide Christmas up and stuff like that and you know, it's like balancing Ohio and Jersey and all that. It's like, you know, it'll probably pose its problems going forward. But uh, I was thinking about that this mm-hmm. year with with uh, everybody coming in town for Christmas. And as people are getting older and having kids and stuff, how long Christmas here in, in the form it's been for, you know, 30 plus years, how long that there, there will be changes as people are, as there are more people, as people are married and having kids. Like that'll be... Uh, yeah, It'll be interesting to it, see how it changes. It will. I mean, because, you know, this was our shortest day we've ever done for yeah. Christmas. Uh, we really only had the one full day. And um, we capitalized. We, we had a lot of good time with everybody that was around. It was nice seeing everybody. Before we left, we even did, uh, like, a breakfast with, uh, like, your mom and, and Jimmy, Kate, and uh, Sean, and Adele, yeah. and Aunt Sharon. So we, like, we were able to at least, you know, capitalize on the time spent. And I know it was a weird year with Christmas falling on a Monday, so it's like yeah, you have the full, almost like a full work week after, so it would be yeah. different if Christmas was on a Wednesday, we would have had a really long time here, because we would have stayed the 26th, the 27th, probably head back like Sunday, and had like a right. full thing. But, you know, it's just, it, it is interesting going forward. Uh, everyone has like work, you know, the cousins aren't little kids that just go sleigh riding and hang out damn like kids aren't kids anymore. damn kids aren't kids anymore the damn kids are slugging miller lights and the you know this kid is is now 21 so yeah. yeah it's 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 weird yeah it's just it's just different but you know with those things of like oh you're losing this and losing that it also brings up the opportunities to like you know we're all old enough that we can drive and fly and and do these other things to go meet up at places like notre dame and you yeah. know like like plan these other things around the year where it's like you know, we're we're now doing like uh, I I think my dad and I are gonna come out for another baseball game in June. We had so much fun doing that. I think uh, we want to do that like again. So that's the team we should be making more of an effort to. Yeah, see. yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because you know you have eighty-one home baseball games versus eight home football games, and it's like oh, you know, I can see them whenever, and you know, I. I'd like to at least come out for more baseball games. Uh, I've never actually yeah, been to a home Cavs game. You've been to at least one 
Browns game a year for the last 20 years, basically. Mm-hmm. How many Indians games in that time? Oh, four? I, like, yeah, four or five. I mean, I've been to as many yeah. Indians games at Yankee Stadium as I have at, right, like, right. yeah. But, just, you know, based on availability. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, and, I, I look, come baseball season, I will be all Indians, and I won't be talking about the Browns. But right now, it's hard not to talk about the Browns. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about them because this is supposed to be a happy podcast, like a Christmas. I have takes. Yeah, but you have takes. I have takes too. Um, it's come out like you know. All right. So now that we're past Christmas, I'll do a little bit of Browns talk before I let you go. Like two minutes. Yeah. It's kind of come out that Hugh Jackson's going to keep his job, which like I think really sucks because I want to like Hugh Jackson, but. I just, there are so many things that he's just done wrong that I'm like, how? Like, what's going to change next year? Like, is he really going to start running the ball? He did two years of not running the ball when we're a really good running team. He kind of, like, lies all the time and uh, throws his 21-year-old quarterback under the bus any chance he gets. Like, I mean, how do I explain to, like, my friends that aren't Browns fans like just how bad this is. It's it goes beyond record because we're not actually as bad as our record, but the organization is. The organization. I mean, it starts at the top. You've got an owner who's this is his fifth GM, fourth coach since he bought the team five years ago. I mean, and and, and it's not just the the quick trigger finger it's he's never high i mean some of those were it was right to get rid of them but it means that he's constantly hired the wrong people yeah he's never found the right combination and he keeps doing it in this weird uh this weird structure where he hires a gm but forces them to keep a coach and you know so they keep q for another year let's say we go two and 14 next year he's gonna force him to keep q for another year so then it's a wasted year and it does go beyond record but it's also the talent of this team is not one and thirty-one. It's no. not playoff level, but it's you know it's a a three to five win team the last couple of years, and that's where they should have been. And so that that to me shows even more the the lack of coaching. Yeah, and I don't you know I don't want to I don't I think they should hire fire fire Hugh, and I don't hate him or anything. He just hasn't done a good job. And by the way, he's going to get like an eight buyout or whatever yeah so yeah he'll be just fine i can you know root for them to do the right thing without wishing ill on him but it's just it's it's been beyond unacceptable everything about his tenure has been just and you know last night i'm watching seeing saquon barkley and he obviously looks amazing and i would love to see the browns have him but how do i know we would even use him right yeah that was my thought too i'm like why why would i want like a a stud running back if we're just not going to give him the ball in the second half. I mean, it seems like they refuse to use like the weapons. Like David Njoku is like a mismatch nightmare and he gets yeah. two pass targets a game, yet we're throwing the ball like a billion times to wide receivers that might not be on any other roster in the NFL. And even even with as little as we've thrown to him specifically, he still had four touchdowns this year as a rookie tight end. That's pretty good for a rookie tight end in the NFL. If you look back on some of the top guys their rookie year, he's right there with all of them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think I think outside of Joe Thomas, who's been like my, you know, like lock for favorite Brown every year, so it's kind of like unfair to say that now. But like my favorite Brown is Duke Johnson. Every time he's on the field, it's like he fights more 
than I've seen like any player fight for like a single yard or like jump on the ball and like you know he's not like the perfect player but like can we get him the ball more he's an absolute mismatch nightmare just like Najoku and I feel like I feel like Duke uh, like Hugh Jackson from his days in Cincinnati would use him more yeah he's like a younger I think better version of Gio Bernard yeah Hugh loved Gio Bernard in Cincinnati and when you want to watch Duke Johnson play, usually, I mean, no matter who they're playing against, he's, if not the best player on the field, he's one of them. He's the most dynamic, probably. And like you said, it's not just that he can make people miss and he's a, he can catch and, and do a lot of things out of the backfield. He also plays his ass off. Like, like you said, yeah. he, tries to, he fights for every single yard the way that you would want any player to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I I'd rather see him get the like I like in the running back backfield. I would want three Duke Johnsons if given the chance, and just rotate them because yeah. hands. You know he like fights, and uh, you know in space really has good abilities to get away from defenders. And you know the only thing is you're like, well, how many times are you gonna give this one guy the ball? Is he gonna break down, get hurt, concussion stuff like that? So right. I don't know. Um, start with ten. Yeah, let's just start with yeah, give him the ball ten times. I didn't, like that was the thing that bothered me the most this year was I look at what the Bears did to get to what they have five wins they beat every team in the AFC North they basically won the AFC North uh, it's it, very bizarre the Jag like my friend is a Jaguars fan and he like celebrated winning the AFC North like two months ago and then I reminded him two weeks ago I was like oh by the or last week I was like by the way the Bears won the AFC North too and he was like that. That's weird. And I'm like, yeah, it is weird that two teams swept the That's North. Really weird. The, yeah. The AFC North went 0 and 4 against two teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little strange, but when you have one team that goes 0 and 15, it makes it a little yeah. bit more understandable. Um so I you know, and I was just I was looking at the Bears, and I'm like, why couldn't we do what the Bears did this year? You have a rookie quarterback that you barely asked to throw the ball. You hand it off a lot to two pretty good running backs, and it's not like the Bears' line is any better than our line. We have a really good offensive line. Yeah, I, I'm like, and the Bears won five games. It's like, right. wow. Look, or look at, I mean, I know they have more competent quarterback play, but look at the Jets. The Jets aren't overall more oh talented than the Browns. Yeah, it's com- people coming into this season thought the Jets were the team that could go winless. Like, yeah. I, I heard some people say the Jets were the worst roster they had ever seen, and I'm like, wow, that's really bad and the Browns are just like hold my beer and uh yeah. you know it, it's it, uh, it's it's really frustrating and I think the thing was if we had won a game I'd be like all right I'd be like yeah we're we're tanking I guess you know the coaches are really taking this too far but it wouldn't bother me as much because it wouldn't live in infamy do you have thoughts on like the parade do you have any other hot takes that you're like <clears throat> I hate the parade I hate I, mean, yeah. I understand like Almost as doing it as like a, a, I don't know, I guess an ironic. Protest. I guess it's a protest. It's just taking on an ironic name. Yeah, I just I think I, you know you and I talk all the time about the the montage of misery they play anytime mm-hmm. a Cleveland team is in a big game or a playoff game, and they're just going to add that to it. And it's yeah. just, it, it's now bringing the fans into it. It's it's just like with the LeBron jerseys being burned. Mm-hmm. Like in the in the heat of the moment, it seemed like a great idea. Now we're, you get made fun of it for all time, and this, that's what this is going to be in my mind. Yeah, and and I've gone back and forth with uh, a couple people, like the you know at Reflog, you know that guy, like he's you know kind of tried to like talk me off the cliff 
And I'm like, look, it's still something that's embarrassing. And he's like, oh, you know, and people are like, more embarrassing than the team going 0-16. And like, I'm like, no, it's not more embarrassing than that. But it, people aren't going to show montages of Jimmy Haslam. They're going to show montages of us walking around the stadium celebrating 0-16. And it's like, uh, I think this could go really poorly. So Yeah, I'm not, not a fan of it. Yeah, I mean... We got a couple hours. Uh, I'm gonna post. The dream of that parade ends today. Yeah, <laughs> the dream of that parade ends today. We're gonna shove it to the Steelers. Somehow we're gonna run the ball 42 times today and just completely go against everything we've seen this year. And then 2018 starts tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah, and it'll all make sense. 2018 starts tomorrow. Uh, I'm a big draft guy. We'll jump on the draft. We'll trick ourselves into being optimistic over the next couple months, uh, and and we'll go from there. Still haven't won in Pittsburgh since '03. Mm, that's well, ends today. Yeah, just, that's, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Pat. I don't want to hold you any longer. I really appreciate you coming on, especially for this long. Uh, I, I'm sorry it took me so long to get you on the pod. At Christmas Eve, you reminded me that you haven't been invited, and uh, that did send a, a little uh, ugh, stab through me, but uh, I'm glad you came on, and uh, it won't be the last time I, I have you on. I, I look forward to it. Thanks for, uh, for the invite. It was fun. And hey, you know what? Maybe next time we'll be talking Tribe more and get really excited for like you know an actual good team, like the best team. Yes, let's do that. Awesome. All right, Pat, thanks very much. Uh, Happy New Year to you and the kids and Carl, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Same to you, brother. All right, take care. Bye.